Welcome to another in-person edition of Geopolitics and Empire. Last time it was in Puerto Vallarta. This time it's in Morelia, Michoacan at the Mexican Davos, the greater reset.org uh, run by Derek Rose and um, John Bush. And joining me on Geopolitics and Empire this time is Corey Haig. He's been a guest of mine on TNT uh, Radio and now on Geopolitics and Empire. And he's come down from uh, the U.S. And again, thanks for coming on the podcast. For sure. Glad to be back. Yeah. And if you want to tell us just a bit, where's the best place uh, for people to find you these days? Um, so I have my own personal website, which is www.coreyhaig.com. Um, on there, you can find my book. You can find, um, so we might talk about it in a little bit too, my um, upcoming three or four months, I'll have a course on microwave radiation that I'm going to put out so you can find it there. Um, and then for Liberty Uncensored, which is our uh, newspaper, um, this is issue two of Liberty Uncensored. You can find us at libertyuncensorednp.com. And uh, on there, you can get links to um, every other way to interact with us um, and to even get involved because we definitely want more people writing and adding diversity to the paper. And we want more people, um, and we definitely want more uh, advertisers for the paper because I'll tell you what, it's the advertisers that allow this paper to go out and we're only advertising uh, businesses that are in support of liberty and, um, and uh, in other words, anarchy and voluntarism. And Geopolitics and Empire just became a sponsor of uh, Liberty uh, Uncensored. So that's cool. And we can talk about that at the end when we talk about solutions. But maybe to get sort of your big picture, um, I tend to ask all of my guests, like, what's their big picture view as to what's going on in America and the world? Uh, because each guest tends to have a different sort of angle. They come at it with and um you know what's your take uh you know because you know it's the great reset davos world government us is being taken over by the globalists and uh, all this sort of thing so what's sort of your view as to what's going on on the planet so that's it's, it's actually a really complex answer that you know like we could go into so many things but um like the biggest broad stroke that i can put on it is what i think is happening is we are coming to an intersection where humanity is either going to find its way to out of uh, like a chaotic future, uh, transhumanism and uh, total control by psychopaths and um, just, you know, and a very bad dystopic future in one end. And there's not really a, you know, I don't think there's too many roads to this. I think it's really this road or this road. And one looks like this uh, this dystopic thing, and one is we find our way back to the earth, and I think we're coming up to that um, that crossroads. So all the chaos that we see today, and um, and all of the uh, projections into the future, um, I think that we're just looking at ourselves as humanity and saying, "What are we?" Because if we're going to go down this route, and we're going to be the transhuman, if we're going to make ourselves into computers and uh, and lose our humanity or find our way and uh, find cooperation again, find our, our balance with the planet and with each other. Um, that's really like the most broad stroke view I have. Um, and a little bit more in depth with what's going on in the world um, as far as like, like you brought up uh, Davos, the Greater Reset, and we're here in Morelia at the, the uh, or the Great Reset, and we're here in Morelia at the Greater Reset. Um, I think that it's just, uh, you know, a bunch of psychopaths 
generationally have been uh, leading humanity down this path, and this is like the end game. And we're we're finding ourselves in that in right in that juncture where if we allow it to continue, it will be successful for those people who've been planning it and plotting it for quite a long time now. Uh, Klaus Schwab ain't the first. Klaus Schwab's mentors um, were Henry Kissinger and David Rockefeller, and David Rockefeller was a um, uh, a mentor to um, uh, so many people that today are now running the world. Henry Kissinger um, has been the the gray man behind the scenes behind globalist movement for a long time, and uh, it doesn't take that much to see it. And once you do see it, you recognize the fact that we really are at a junction. Yeah, and it's like because I have so many guests on, and we talk about this. And at this point, it's like we don't have to spend so much time discussing what is the Great Reset or WEF or, or world government. Although I think there are some technical parts that are not talked enough about when it comes to like uh, world government and and you know the regional unions and what we're sort of moving into now but everyone kind of has everyone who's going to get it has got it by now Cobra Commander Carl Schwab I mean the clips last night I stayed up late and I was catching some of the clips from Davos and it's just like it's so cartoonish now uh, you had the guy from Saudi Arabia one of the top ministers there is literally saying there's going to be no cars in the future yeah. literally you've got another person saying yeah we're going to go from 2D computers to 3D metaverse another person saying um We're going to starve businesses that don't uh, comply with our narrative. Basically, he's saying we're going to boycott uh, you and boycott freedom. Um, and what we've been talking about here is we have to boycott any businesses that don't support freedom. So it's so outlandish this year at Davos that like, we all get it now. And it's kind of like what you're saying. We're at this crossroads. Um, I think it could be both. I think we could, the world could go down that dystopian technocracy while some of us try to build this parallel society and both sort of exist. Um, what do you think about that? What's the outlook? A message from our sponsors. Our friends at Above Phone are on a mission to help people break free of the algorithm ghetto. They're starting with our phones because 99% of people today are addicted to the big tech ecosystem. We have alternative technologies available that Ramiro and his team at Above Phone have been evaluating. These tools are superior, not just alternatives. Are you ready to play above the rules of the surveillance capitalists? Let's remove our reliance on them for information, apps, and communications and break free of their tracking. If we don't contribute to alternative software with our participation, we may lose the few choices we have. When you get a degoogled above phone, everything is made simple out of the box. Just plug your cell service in and go, or use Wi-Fi only. The above privacy suite provides important services using open source software that is run reliably and privately. It gives you a VPN, private email, search engine, encrypted chat, voice and video calls, a calendar service, and an anonymous internet phone number. Because getting people on better systems is so important, they've upped their dedication to support. With each phone, you get a 30-minute support call, 24-7 email, chat support, and a knowledge base. Just like with our food, water, healthcare, schooling, and security, our tech needs to be sovereign. Browse available phones now and subscribe to the privacy suite at abovephone.com. If you do find yourself stuck in a smart city, the Nomos app will help you survive COVID-1984 and the Great Reset. 
Nomos is a time bank that can be used by communities anywhere in the world. You just need to talk people into using it. I've spoken to the developer who is passionate about creating solutions for surviving and thriving in the apocalypse. Nomos is available in English and Spanish, so hurry and visit nomos.net before they roll out the cashless society and put you in the algorithm ghetto. The first thing that comes to mind is I think that those who crave power, once they achieve it, there's no, you know, there, there really is no achieving it. You know, if you crave power and you built your whole life around that, um, if you see that there's these break off societies, if you know that that's out there, I think your craving for power doesn't end with, oh, we've got one part of the world. I mean, what's the globalist, uh, like, what's the reasoning behind wanting to take control of the entire planet? That is the globalist. That's why the term is globalist. I want to take control of the entire planet. Now I get 75% of the planet and there's all these break off societies. I can't live with that. So the full military might of the whole, uh, you know, because I'm guessing that the, the, these like new societies that we would make would be in some way more uh, peaceful and not so militarized. But as long as this uh, entity of, you know, however much percentage of the earth is still militarized and they crave power, they're going to use that. And um, it makes me... Um, you know, a lot of times people take me as kind of being a downer. Um, but in the end, it's, it's not being a downer. It's like, once you recognize the problem that you face, you can start working out solutions. So like whenever somebody says something that, that might be a solution, I'm going to very critically look at it. And if I can find holes, I'm going to find it because they will find holes in it. Um, so if we, um, if we were to create parallel society, I think we would have to be defensible. Um, and that means doing what I've been trying to, trying to, you know, insist upon with people who are uh, wanting to opt out and do alternative societies for a long time now, which is don't leave behind the veterans, don't leave behind the warriors, don't leave behind the people that will die to defend you and your peaceful environment that you can build. Like uh, if you want to build an off grid thing, hey, you know what? There's a bunch of warriors out there that will come and support you too and there's a place for that and um i think that um the absence of violence is a really beautiful thing but in the world that we live in today we shouldn't we should steer toward the absence of violence but maintain our ability to be dangerous and um and i'll tell you what i'm a dangerous person if you try to mess with my family or, or my community, I become a dangerous person. And there's a lot of warriors out there that are out there ready to defend these parallel societies if they pop up. When, uh, when we were at Standing Rock in 2016, there was a bunch of veterans that came together and uh, came out to basically stand in a front line to, to prevent innocent women and children and, and men from being harmed by um, militarized police forces uh, that were showing up. I think even the National Guard showed up. So um, in the effort uh, to create parallel societies, I think that it could be successful, but we have to maintain our defensibility. I envision the scenario as well, because now, I mean, I'm following some of the military that's being developed, the, the, the stuff um, by the U.S. and by all of the countries of the world. And it's going very Black Mirror, Terminator 2, Skynet, you're seeing literally, and it's becoming much cheaper 
as they develop this technology. Like you've got swarms of kamikaze drones, robot dogs with like automatic weapons on them. They've got autonomous Black Hawk helicopters now. I mean, you name it, like autonomous mini tanks. And I mean, I think at some point they could just send that. I mean, it would be like that episode from Black Mirror, I guess, with the metalhead dog, they call it. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. Yeah, but that, that just they send that out to kill humans uh, or, or like a Terminator 2, right? When uh, the cyborgs just are, their mission is they're programmed to exterminate humans. And so, yeah, like I think, you know, you build your parallel structure and you take it as far as you can. At some point, you might be overwhelmed with force. But, you know, that's something Derek was commenting on as well these days that you do the best that you can. And that's it. And you hope for the best, and maybe none, 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 it won't get that bad. Maybe they do send troops to your um, property, and they take you away. And that's just, you know that's history. You know, my grandfather was a Nazi prisoner. Um, I often tell them, my my mother told me that my great grandfather in northern Croatia, in World War One, the war had ended, World War One, but they didn't have you know communications, and so in that part of Croatia, they didn't get the message, and so they were still lobbing bombs. And after the war had ended, a bomb landed into the courtyard of my great grandfather and killed him after World War One. So yeah. imagine, like, uh, so again, these things are just, this is history. Um, and yeah, uh, and maybe looking at some solutions, I, I think what you're doing with the newspaper is interesting. And, you know, maybe we can comment on some stuff we've seen here. As well, uh, you've got people developing de-googled technology, de-googled phones, and other yep. different protocols in the virtual space. But I think it's also important to get to the physical space. Uh, and I've been thinking about doing this in Mexico, in Spanish. Again, it takes a lot of time to build this up, and you're mm -hmm. starting to build this up, and it takes time. Um, but getting physical stuff uh, into the hands of people around you, because we were just having this discussion I think a lot of us are shadow, shadow banned. We publish stuff on the internet, yep. and we don't know if it's even getting out to anyone. Uh, but meanwhile, this is something we can control. I can go in my immediate vicinity, start passing it out. Once people join forces, you know, it'll be a multiplier effect. So if you want to talk about uh, what you're doing with this. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so Liberty Uncensored, um, the idea of this came to me on my birth, my last birthday. I woke up and I just had an epiphany and it was, um, it was kind of the culmination of years of kind of processing how do you maintain an uncensorable information dissemination, um, uh, you know, source. So, like, if I go on the Internet, no matter what I'm doing, I'm being tracked. These days I'm being tracked. I'm being um, guided through the Internet based on my behaviors, even eye movements and on, on, uh, facial recognition stuff on social media. There's so many different aspects that are guiding my life, actually, and what I see and what I what I can interact with. So in, eff in effect, we're being censored before we're being censored. And then we get to the point where, okay, maybe we've come across some truth information and we want to share it. We start sharing it, and then we get overtly censored. We're going to shut down your video. We're going to take you off the internet. We're going to, we're going to do um, attacks on your website, like DDoS attacks. Um, and uh, once you get to the point where you're actually sharing true information that could be dangerous to the agenda, you might even get assassinated, the ultimate form of censorship. So my thought was, how do we 
make something that benefits every single person involved, every single group involved, that maintains an uncensorable position and, um, and can be dispersed widely to people who might never heard of any of these movements and liberty movements or, or might have never heard of the greater reset. And, um, and it really comes down to uh, the ghettos uh, where they were putting Jews before they took them to concentration camps. How did they disseminate information about what was going on? How did they tell each other, hey, we might, um, we might be going to concentration camps. This is what might be happening here. We should do something. They, wrote, they printed it on printing presses and passed it around. So in the same way, we are in the ghetto of the whole world today. We are slaves of the uh, technocratic uh, um, uh, parasites that are ruling the world. So um, I don't want to be part of that agenda. I don't want to be part. I don't want to be a slave to that. So I'm going to share truth, information. I'm going to share things that people can discover more information because this is just a doorway to more information. There's so much behind it. But... Um, if you put an injunction on Liberty Uncensored, I'm going to make a new business under a new name, and I'm going to keep printing. And if you, uh, if you, I don't know, tell us that we're not allowed to print certain words in a paper and make a law about it, well, we're just going to find a way around that too. There's nothing you can't really stop it. It's it's an uncensorable form of communication. I can. Uh, take this and put it in the hand of uh, every single person. I can put this on the doorknobs of every single house in, in uh, various regions. The only limiting factor is the amount of financial support that comes into this. And I'm telling you what, to get this out to the number of people that it can go out because newsprint is super cheap. And um, the, the whole distribution process and printing process is, is quite cheap. So um, it doesn't actually take that much uh, income to disseminate this to many 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 thousands of people so even without any support from anybody else i can make a thousand papers reach a thousand doors and that usually means over two thousand readers because more than one reader per paper on average um by myself every month um without really adding too much more work to my life so you know a small group of people that are all highly motivated that want to disseminate this information could actually make it quite a potent object and um, wake a lot of people up. You know, this paper on the last page here, this is the, this is the second issue of Liberty Uncensored. We have a list of, um, I don't know, there's probably 150 doctors that have been censored by um, governments around the world and including the World Health Organization, the UN, and... Um, and others when they spoke out about COVID-19. So if you don't know that doctors are being censored, here's a giant list of people that you can look up each one and see how your government is censoring all these people. We're talking about um, people leading the fields that they're in. Most of these doctors that are on this list are actually at the forefront of their fields. Um, and uh, so you can get into it and really research it. And this is just, like I said, a doorway. There's so much information behind it. But this is like um, something that we can use to put in the hands of people who've never heard of liberty movements and Greater Reset. And it's just, it's just enough that they might want to dive deeper. But it's not so much that they're going to potentially, I mean, maybe some of them will burn it. But, you know, I think it's, it just rides that fence enough that... Um, the readership could be very wide. Yeah, I, I noticed some of the doctors on that list I've interviewed uh, on the TNT show, Mark Trosi, 
Merrill Nass uh, and others. And this is something that an idea that can be replicated in any part of the world. Uh, like I haven't, uh, you know, I don't know when I can get to this point, but to do something like this here in Mexico and then others in other parts of Mexico, and then eventually we can sort of like link up yeah. somehow. And yeah, we're starting to talk solutions. And I thought we were having an interesting conversation regarding the conference. So I haven't gone to many conferences last year. I went to the Libertarian conference out in Puerto, Vall Puerto Vallarta, Sayulita, and now here the Greater Reset. Um, and you've been to many more. And just like with anything, the novelty wears off, I guess, after yeah. a while, and it becomes normalized. My view is that, you know, each year when people come, they hear the latest developments or updates when it comes to solutions, right? Now, you know, maybe like a couple of years ago, people were like Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? And now it's quite clear that Ethereum has joined the Davos Club. You know, they were talking about that today. And I, I, I interviewed Mark Yevtovich, a Canadian um, guy who does great work in crypto. And he was the first to mention, and he published an article that said they're going to use Ethereum as the foundation for CBDCs. And a week later, the Central Bank of Norway is has elected Ethereum as its uh, base foundation for its CBDC. Yep. And then I'm reading Kazakhstan, where I used to live, is they're thinking of using like Binance or whatever mm -hmm. as its foundation for its CBDC. And so, like, you do get new information, but I also do find it valuable meeting some of my guests in person, like you and yeah. Etienne Boissier and Derek Bros and Ramiro Romani and others. And I mean, look at this opportunity. I don't know if I would. I was thinking of uh, sponsoring your paper before, but just meeting in person just accelerated that yeah. much more. So, you know, I think it is valuable meeting, meeting in person and then hearing different projects that are available, either joining them or becoming affiliates or um, taking one idea and customizing it for yourself. And, you know, what sort of your takeaway from, you know, this 500th conference that you've <laughs> attended here? Yeah, I think... Um I think there is an evolution that happens and every single one of these types of events, um, they show us how things are evolving, but at the same time, there's kind of a conceptual um, constant. And it's like a bunch of people get together. We got hundreds of people come together, maybe thousands sometimes. And, um, and we're discussing basically the same thing. We're saying there's a bunch of psychopaths and they're making all these moves that are influencing our lives and, hugely negative ways and we see the agendas and we see what's going on and um and it's great because we we need that information but then the hundreds or thousands of people leave and the amount of actions that come out of that conference that um is like uh collaborations between people and, and things that can really largely make an influential impact in the world which which i think really means like uh influencing the people that are not part of knowing knowing what what the, this is the normies right the, the normies so if we can influence the normies then we can start taking market share away from the globalists and i think that market share of attention attention is the the number one resource on the planet more than anything else, it's attention. It's where people put their eyes, as long as there's human beings on the planet. It's attention. So the market share of attention, if we can get the market share of attention, if you can get the market share of attention, if, if um, Greater Reset can get the market share of attention or a greater market share from and, and pull it away from the Great Reset and pull it away from the Wall Street uh, whatever and the, and the New York Times. And if 
people watch your show instead of watching Fox News. That market share is going to be the normies coming into the fold of um, truth and freedom movements and um, and really saying, hey, you know what? There's others that think like me. And I think that's what um, um, Black Sheep Society and all that uh, all that's about. And I project love and all these other things, you know. And um, so the evolution of our like combating the new things that we find out that these globalists are doing is like, we, we know where they're going. So maybe we should plan that, uh, you know, like really organize my favorite quote, um, ever is Martin Luther King's. He said, if the people who love peace were to organize as well as the people who love war, the world would know peace in a day. And so, from being in the military for six years, I know what organization looks like. It's a highly, highly defined placement that you have. And that's your job and you do it. Um, but free people are like cats and we don't want that particular thing. But if we can do it by self-discipline and collaboration, I think we can turn something like this, which when it's just one or two or three people that are really you know, core of, of what this is, which is what it is right now. I mean, at the very core. And, um, when, when that turns into, uh, a network of 50 people distributing and doing work and graphic design and whatever to make this pop or for greater reset, when it becomes, um, like a ton of people, like influencers starting to, to put it out, you know, despite the fact that they might get cut off in social media, they got a million followers. All of a sudden we get that influencer to say, Hey, greater resets going on. I don't know. It just seems to me that the, the amount of influence that we have on that market share isn't what it should be. You know, I go to these events and I see uh, sometimes far less people than what really should be there because I know a lot of people, I, I talk to every kind of person out there and I, I interact with the, with all, ter- all types of people. And I know that hundred percent of the time, when I'm talking to someone, they might say, like the other day, I was uh, uh, kind of field testing this. Actually, it wasn't the other day. It was months ago. I was field testing this uh, paper and I was walking around and I was asking people, hey, look, do this. What do you think of this? You know, newspaper, whatever. And um, for the most part, people just accepted it. But one person said, ah, oh, man, I don't know. This looks, uh, you know, like conservative, whatever. And, um, and I said, well, let's talk about it for a minute. Can I show you some of the stuff? And after um, a short period of time, like most of the things that we had talked about were actually uh, being agreed upon. So, you know, we might agree on 95% of what's being said, but that 5% that we don't doesn't really matter because we found mostly commonality and none of the, none of the points that were brought up had anything to do with conservative versus Democrat, or anything. it was about, hey, how do we want to live? Do you want the right to be able to defend yourself in your home? Do you want the right to uh, be able to travel where you want to go without inhibition? Do you want the right to choose what goes into your body? And when you start diving into those questions, um, everybody says the same thing, unless they have an agenda not to. And uh, the average person doesn't have that agenda. So I think that um, the one thing that I've noticed after, um, you know, just going to a lot of conferences is that we really need to, uh, everybody that is a part of this needs to collaborate to make these events actually dive deeper into the market share, to pull more of the normies into it because they're waiting for it. In my world, I see them waiting for it and we just got to make it enticing. Basically, you're saying like step up the game. Yeah. 
big, big step up because we know 2030 is coming. Yeah, and I've seen a little bit here. Like I've noticed because this is this event is open. Um, I guess uh, local Mexicans who attend or Mexicans that come don't have to pay. And I've seen some of them coming in. Some seem to have come in, listened for a bit, and then left. Others have uh, lingered yeah. for longer. And then I think there's a whole new market here in Mexico. Like I was at the beach not long ago, and the, the cleaning lady at the hotel started telling me about her reaction to the Pentagon juice. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she's like, oh, the, she's telling, uh, she's a normie that woke up the hard way. And she's like, oh, I think this was to kill off the elderly population. And then now imagine getting, mm. uh, you know, oh, by the way, we've got this newspaper um, right. um, in Spanish that will then f more educate her. Uh, you know, she'll figure out things. We'll be able to communicate in a concise way what's going on and give her resources and then you start building the local networks and then maybe in puerto vallarta we've got there's a freedom cell there's other you know not just the freedom cell network but you know other uh freedom um organizations and mexican and foreign and then you know this is how the activism and movement uh grows um and, you know, the, uh, uh, besides the newspaper, you know, Kenny Pellantano has also got uh, uh, zines that he made. These are short booklets that give you a quick insight into, you know, a topic, one topic or another. And, and the idea is like, what's the most digestible way to, to give this to someone who makes them interested enough that they might investigate it further? Imagine if this was on, um, you know, in, a, in every hotel room in a hotel so that people could pick it up or whatever and, and take a look. And um, what if it, you know, all the people with Airbnbs out there, um, hey, if you're a freedom person, you got an Airbnb, hey, just throw this on the coffee table. If you, um, you know, there's so many ways to use it that they can't stop us from using it in that way. And and that's the real key to it. But, um, but the social media and all that stuff, it's super sensible. I think it's just going to get worse too. So it's kind of like preparatory as well. I think that all the censorship, all that stuff, if we push into market share and, and start pulling more people into this kind of events, then the heat that comes on us is a little bit more too. And that's one thing I've noticed about conferences too. Maybe they don't want the heat. So they relax a little bit on how far they push it into that. Um, I don't think greater resets doing that at all, but um but I do think that um, we have to be highly um, aggressive in in putting the dream together. Can't be uh, can't be lackadaisical about it. It has to be an aggressive movement, highly organized, and um, and turning potential energy into uh, manifestation of whatever it is we want. And that means that we have to be synchronized too. The group has to be harmonized. You know, when you come together, if you want to go to an eco village, right, and you want to build with people, you get there and then somebody doesn't want to do the dishes. And why do communities fall apart? Because somebody didn't do the dishes. I've been in a ton of communities too. Usually it's about the dishes or some other small thing. Well, we agree that the world is shit. And like, uh, you know, there's, there's so much craziness going on and we need to come together and all the words are great, but then somebody didn't do the dishes. So we hate each other now. And I think that there needs to be... Um, an aggressive uh, kind of warrior, you know, it, it is. It's 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 a war for our souls, our bodies, our, our progeny, um, 
and not only our progeny, but they're erasing our history. They're changing the history of humanity. Uh, what the, the crap that you read in history books in school and, and every other textbook out there, it's not history. It's their story. And so, um, you know, we need to take an aggressive stance and say, hell no, we're not moving. In fact, we're stepping forward. We're stepping into your territory and, and pulling resources away from you. And that's, you can do that through boycotts. You can do that through media market share, gaining more people's uh, attention. Um, the thing that really hits them the hardest, I think, is taking away their, um, their financial control. So boycotts are really functional. But if you don't get millions of people to do it, then um, how do you, 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 it doesn't function. So, um, so yeah, whatever it is, whatever course that it is, I think we need to do it collaboratively and very, very aggressively. Not violently uh, in the sense that we're hurting people or nothing like that, but aggressively with a lot of energy focused in that direction. I, I posted in the, the Geopolitics and Empire Telegram channel. If you're not subscribed, I don't know why you're not, but uh, some photos from the past days. And I posted one with Derek, uh, James Guzman, and myself. And someone commented, um, you know, Greater Reset is New Age and, and New Age is Antichrist. And I, I, I would kind of agree with that, the New Age thing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, for example, James Guzman's far from <laughs> new age he's just like a pragmatic uh you know sort of person he's got yeah. nothing to do with that stuff my response was you know i've been to Le the lucifer trust meeting in in geneva so am i a satanic uh, theosophist just for attending lutz's trust no uh and there are people here um i've met some who are christian others who are new agers others who are nothing others who are libertarian others who are just voluntarists there's a mix and so i don't see any problem with um coming to learn you take what you want you leave what you don't want you collaborate with people that are more like you or even you can find set aside some differences and and, and be able to work with uh, others on, on different things so i think it's silly to think uh, in in that way um you know what else uh you know a lot of what we've heard here what i've heard from today's speakers on privacy and john bush the other day and people can check that stuff out online I haven't real, really learned too much new when it comes to the threats. It's kind of what we started talking yeah. about. It's like, I think a lot, everyone knows CBDCs, algorithm ghetto, um, censorship. They want to take over the food supply. Um, and now we just need to start looking for what do we do about it? I think, I think we're at that stage. Like we have to start, as you said, time we were, is running out. We were at that stage a hundred years ago. Like people a hundred years ago, actually over a hundred years ago now, but. Uh, 1913 in the U.S., the, the, the average person in 1913 knew that central banks were, were not a good thing, private central banks. But when the Rockefeller, um, uh, uh, excuse me, when J.P. Morgan um, uh, created the panic of 1907 by, um, by basically destroying the copper market through the, the um, I think it was the Knickerbocker Trust, I, I could be getting that wrong, um, it put people into a state of panic as a, you know, uh, and, uh, and what followed was, um, they said, uh, the public would clamored for a, uh, a, a public central bank, a government run central bank, which I don't think we want that either. But, um, but that's why they named it the federal reserve. 
and um, made it sound like a government agency and tricked the people. The people, they needed to do that because the people at the time knew central banks are no good thing. Now we've had a hundred years of them indoctrinating people that central banks are normal. Um, but um, yeah, so solutions to um, modern issues, they've come up. Uh, Venus Project, uh, Jacques Fresco. He's got all sorts of solutions. He's an amazing engineer. I think he, I think he passed away um, 2008. I could be wrong there. Um, but he came up with all sorts of uh, solutions to um, societal problems, uh, engineering, um, uh, things we could do with engineering to, to better uh, facilitate for um, the way humans can interact in cities and all, all sorts of different things. Um, right now, there's one community global online doing uh, amazing things. It's all open source information about how to build uh, communities. You, you can build an entire uh, like Cobb uh, community um, with solar and all that kind of stuff um, based on expert um, diagrams and stuff that they put on that website. And they, they talk about education, so much stuff. One of the most um, deep sources for, for just raw open source information about how to build um, kind of like the new world communities. But um, I think solutions are out there. It's just the action part. So um, an example, uh, around 1870, I think was the first uh, union um, in the United States called the Knights of Columbus. Um, and between that time and the time of the Wobblies in the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, the, uh, the unions had a bunch of infighting. And some unions said, oh, we're, we're not going to have, uh, you know, if you're, if you're black, you can't be a part of the union. If you're Mexican, you can't be part of the union. And some said, if you're not the, uh, the quality of watchmaker I am, even though you're a watchmaker, you can't be part of the union. And, um, and this continued on for a while until the Wobblies. And the Wobblies said, it doesn't matter what, uh, what job you have, if you have a job, if you're working uh, class and you, you want to be a part of the union, you can be a part of the union. And when they came together, one of the first things that happened was um, there was a call to uh, basically put down, put down your tools and step away from the trains. And um, it, it started um, as just a small thing against the Pullman car company. And then it developed further and further and further into something where the entire train system just stopped moving. And, um, and the reason why it started again was because Pillsbury, um, his dough was going to go bad on the trains. So he reached out to, uh, Pullman cars, uh, I forget the guy's first name, Pullman. And he said, Hey, you got to get the trains moving and just give them what they want. And that's an example of how people come together. They stop the system from operating functionally. We get what we want. Non-compliance. Non-compliance. And so we took away the money from Pillsbury, and he had to influence his fellow uh, plutocrat to um, to get it moving again. And um, so in the end, I think Pillsbury actually like accommodated financially for the fact that the, to get the trains moving again. But um, but we could do the same things today. It's just that we need to have like a momentum and, and we have to have a m momentous effort to create the momentum to encourage people to do these kind of things. I really think um, it starts with this greater reset and then it develops into something where like nowadays it's not just one Martin Luther King that we need. We need a thousand. We need 
a million, whatever it is, of people who are highly motivated and have the ability to inspire and um, and get others on board. So we need a thousand Martin Luther Kings to, to get on board and say, hey, follow me, we're going to do this thing, and um, and yet be decentralized enough that they can't tear apart the movement. And, um, and by the way, in the next issue of Liberty Uncensored, um, uh, we talk about how Martin Luther King was killed by the CIA and it was proven in court. And uh, so, yeah, the solutions are all there already. We don't really need to create any new ones. It'd be nice, you know, keep creating solutions, but they're already there and we just need to start taking action on them. That's my perspective. Yeah, and myself growing up, it's like, you know, the 2000s, 2000 teens, a lot of people learning about the new world order and all this stuff. And it was like, it's a learning process, figuring out solutions. And it's like, we've stopped. We, ha we don't have enough people just taking action and getting their hands um, dirty. And just regarding the compliance stuff, it's like, it's the same principle. What you just described a century ago and today, it was, we just need to not comply with vaccine passports and masks and none of this. If enough people did that, that happened in Mexico City. Uh, Two and a half years ago, in Mexico City, they tried to implement the QR codes. You couldn't enter a pharmacy or whatever little shop here without scanning the QR code. It's 25 million people in Mexico really? City. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, but after a week, like, it's just so many people and it's just untenable, this sort of tyrannical dystopian system and people were not scanning QR codes. And after yeah. a week, the mayor is like, ah, you know what, just kidding, no more QR codes. That was the perfect example of non-compliance. But I feel like what they're doing today, though, is that divide and conquer, divide and conquer, you know. BLM, Antifa, and MAGA conservatives. Masks, no mask. Masks, yep. no mask. Just on and on and on. And, you know, Ukraine, Russia, this, that. And that's their strategy to keep us divided from organizing yep. and infighting, even within whatever you know i don't like to say i'm part of this movement but you know loosely the the freedom the people who get it movement the greater reset conferences and libertarian conferences and all this stuff um you get infighting in alternative media which comes from like out of nowhere and then you know i'm sure some people are government agents undercover feds controlled oppositions others have big egos and and they're narcissistic for whatever reason you end up with this infighting that just creates a roadblock for getting where to where we, we've been discussing um you gave a great talk this afternoon under a tree like old old-fashioned style yeah. like a guru under the tree uh giving a lesson it was about uh electromagnetic uh sort of uh pollution and so we can't really get into that because that's a whole you can we can talk uh hours Forever. on that but yeah. uh, you're going to be offering a course on that that people will be able to find um through your links which will be in the description yeah um so that's something also I think important for us to study. I, I actually do think it affects me because I have had a hard time sleeping and I'm wondering if it's the, my smart meter here in Mexico. And you were talking about talk, you know, our neighbors and their Wi-Fi's. Yep. Where we live in Mexico, everything's just kind of scrunched together. And my only solution is, which I'm trying to do is get out of Dodge and go somewhere uh, more rural because my neighbors, like many, you know, tip average Mexicans and same for average Americans. They're all Amazon. They're all about Amazon and Netflix and WhatsApp and Facebook. So there's no way my neighbor is going to turn off their Wi-Fi. Um, I could paint my walls, as you were saying, with the the, the protection. Uh, I think it's called SafeLivingTechnologies.com. Some some close to that, and uh, you can find uh, Faraday Paint. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, the stuff works. Uh, 
Yeah. Or as you said, you can put a net uh, over your bed. But see, yep. this is another thing. That's in the U.S. I haven't researched this enough, but I've, I've done uh, just a cursory glance. I haven't really found in Mexico this sort of paint. And so I would either have to like import. Oh, no, it's not in Mexico either. You got you have to right. order this from. Um, from the U.S.? I, th I think from Germany. Oh, okay. I think, I think it's in Germany. You got to order the paint. Um, but uh, you can find other solutions. You know, if you can find, um, and, and it's out there. In fact, it might even be on the website I mentioned. There, just get, um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, rolls of this fabric. Um, bolts or whatever. Uh, so you get, a, um, you know, several yards of this fabric. And you can sew it yourself or hire somebody to sew it into netting. It might even be cheaper. And then you can format it to your bed or your or I was, I, or even like for the paint, for example, this would be a great opportunity if a lot of us are living down here in Mexico and, you know, that the company that sells that paint is only in the U.S. And, you know, sometimes the customs is crazy. They just will pay, charge you one or 200 percent tax because mm -hmm. yep. they're corrupt, too. And, um, you, you know, figure out where you are locally, create a company. Yep. You know, uh, and hey, sell it, it. it would not be hard. I mean, if you can, um, so basically this Faraday paint that they made, it's, it's black paint, but they've put metal particulates in it. And that one, I think they put, um, uh, it's silver and iron, I think, but, um, but you know, we're talking about very fine silver. It's not, not like silver, like you're buying bars of silver. So, um, I think it would be quite inexpensive, you know, buy the black paint and then, um, get us, make as small particles as possible of iron, um, in fact, iron oxide, uh, we don't have, you know, it'll be a long talk if I start going off that way, but iron oxide has the highest gas emissions. Uh, it, and for a lot of reasons, it, it might actually function um, better. But um, but anyway, you can find the, a lot of different um, types of mesh cloth that uh, already have this in it. So as far as the cloth goes, it's, it's relatively easy to find. The paint, I'm guessing it would be easy to make. Or even partner, let's say, with so-and-so company in the u.s was already professional doing it uh and maybe they work out a deal you know where you uh, you know they help you formulate it in mexico and you know you, yeah. you you form some deal and and partnership and so yeah we've covered a lot of ground and uh people can check out our previous interview on tnt radio in the archives and um it was funny i was uh, talking with james and uh, he's not weekly with me anymore on tnt radio but we used to cover the americas for a number of months once a week and one of the attendees here at Greater Reset went up to James and is like, I, I listened every week to your guys's, uh, you know, TNT, uh, show coverage of the Americas. So again, it's just shocking. It's unbelievable. The, the people that, you know, consume this, uh, stuff and, you know, it's very cool. Um, you know, any final thought then, uh, for us? I think that, um, you know, like, one message that uh, that everybody could digest is just that never think that you know everything there is to know and thus you don't have to grow because um, there's so much information out there that um, really take the time in your own life to investigate things. Don't listen to anyone, especially don't listen to the news, um, the regular mainstream news and um, all that stuff because it's so obvious at this point that they don't care uh, about you. They, they, 
the the people reading off the script it's not them talking to you you're reading a script that's being delivered to thousands of news stations don't uh don't listen to what the 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 um the times or whatever is telling you these are obviously disinforming you up to this point so you know find alternative sources for information don't believe uh anything and investigate for yourself and um and for the first 15 minutes every day when you wake up, spend that 15 minutes in meditation and it'll enhance your life in every way. All right, Corey, uh, Haig, how his descriptions will be, uh, links and stuff will be in the podcast description and we're going to uh, enjoy what's left of the greater reset. And so, yeah, thank you for being on Geopolitics and Empire. Glad to be here. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com, and I encourage you to sign up to the free email list that notifies you of every new podcast and other important updates. The email list and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's almost impossible to find Geopolitics and Empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently strikes videos. Facebook restricts our page. Reddit, Twitter, and LinkedIn take down posts. After the Associated Press mentioned geopolitics and empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, or the Atlantic Council, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our pro account at one point. In April of 2022, the Department of Homeland Security had PayPal ban us for life. The best free way to help geopolitics and empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the entire podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can support this guerrilla signal by donating via DonorBox, Buy Me a Coffee, Subscribestar, or Crypto. You can purchase a consultation with the host to talk about expatriation, geopolitics, or podcasting. You can also become a monthly or annual member via Stripe and receive benefits such as partaking in a monthly member Zoom call, get access to a weekly recording of my random thoughts, and a private Telegram channel. Thank you for listening.